sometimes you need to get knocked down before you can really figure out what your, what your fight is and how you need to fight it. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. God says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. When you hit this day, when you have reached the hilltop and you are deciding on, on next jobs, next steps, careers, further education, you would rather find purpose than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. Just fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. I'll find you. I'll find you. Just hold on and I'll find you. I'm hanging on by your thread, and all I'm clinging to is prayers. And every breath is like a battle. I feel like I ain't come prepared. And death's knocking on the front door. Pain's creeping through the back. Fears crawling through the windows, waiting for them to attack. They say don't get bitter, get better. I'm working on switching them letters. But tell God I'ma need a whole lot of hope, keeping it together. I'm smiling in everyone's face. I'm crying whenever they leave the room. They don't know the battle I face. They don't understand what I'm going through. The world trying to play with my soul. I'm just trying to find where to go. I'm trying to remember the way. I'm trying to get back to my home. But I can't do this on my own. That's why I'm just trusting in you. Cause I don't know where else to go. And I don't know what else to do. I'll find you. I'll find you. Just hold on. They say fear haunts you, and pain hates. I say pain strengthens, and fear drives faith. And I don't know all of the outcomes, don't know what happens tomorrow. But when that ocean of doubt comes, don't let me drown in my sorrow. And don't let me stay at the bottom, I feel like this hole is too deep to climb. I've been looking for a way out, but I settled for a peace of mind. Picking up the pieces of my life and hoping that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight The world tryna play with my soul I'm just tryna find where to go I'm tryna remember the way I'm tryna get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do No, don't let the fear Make you feel like you can't fight this on your own Nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you Just fight a little longer, my friend It's not worth it in the end But when 
Hi everyone, it's Gail Baller, Dr. Baller, and this is Authentic Moments with Dr. Baller. I'm happy to be here. Actually, this will be my first podcast this year. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> you just thought of me right now. And I know last year, I, we could just name last year COVID year, like <laughs> it says Corona all filled with, it was all filled with quarantine, isolation and all that. And we thank God that we're in 2021 and the lockdowns have eased up a bit, although we still have COVID-19 here with us. And, and I'm so sorry, I've not been around for a long time. A lot of things have happened. I have a new job, thank God. That would come in another gist. Our last podcast was um, Rants on Love and the Relationship. And it was a beautiful one. I, I love the feedback I got from people. Thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming. Mm. I really love to hear from you. And I hope to have more, more, more um, talks on love and relationship. But today we have something very serious, like something serious that we need to talk about more often, something we need to look into, delve on and speak on because it's happening apart from COVID-19 killing, this matter also kills and not only killing like, but also it kills some people while even they are alive, like walking dead kind of thing. And if it's not addressed, I think we may have more um, fatalities from this issue, if not mortalities. So, Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. And talking about this topic, I, I just want to keep it down to the end if I tell you the topic. I have a special guest with me. She's a mental health um, professional. And <laughs> some people can already guess. Yeah, we're going to be talking about mental health. So I'm collaborating with her um, to bring forth mental awareness in Nigeria because as we all know Nigeria currently faces a great global um a great global health issue or emergency I would say and also global human rights emergency in mental health. We see <clears throat> mental health people being um being looked down on treated in bad manners because of them coming out to say that they have depression or they're having some societal thoughts. People try to distance themselves sometimes from people with mental health because of the societal um, attitudes towards mental issues like, you know, Nigeria, we believe an African or a Nigerian cannot really have mental issues. Some people still believe um, as a Nigerian, you should always be jolly, always writing memes, always laughing here, there, and all that. And we do not really take this mental issues seriously. 
according to what I actually checked, like one in eight Nigerians, one out of eight Nigerians have mental health issues. And that's much. Like we have like 150 million people or let's say 200 million people. And if we have one in eight, that's like, you can do the math, that's more than, that's more than, let's say 70% or 80% of Nigerians with mental health issues. So without further ado, let me introduce our mental health professional who would tell us more about the seriousness of this matter and bring to our awareness what needs to be done and how we need to view the issue of mental health. So, Didoni, are you still there? Oh yes, I am. Please <laughs> <laughs> kindly introduce yourself to the. Okay, hey everyone, I am Didoni Ajayi, and I'm a psychotherapist. Of course, in the during the course of the podcast, I'll be, I'll be explaining these different terminologies for addressing mental health officials. So I'm a psychotherapist with a specialty in emotional health. And I work with people who have um, emotional dysfunctions, basically. So anything and everything that alters the state of your feelings, as well as your... Um, your social balance these are things i work with so we have uh, everything ranging from social withdrawal to suicide and suicide ideations so yeah that's going to be a precise introduction but then later on i can always embellish as the situation demands over to you <laughs> nice to have you here nice to actually um, I'll be explaining lots of different things. Like as I was saying, concerning this um, issue of like bringing bringing forth the mental health awareness, okay. I was mentioning about the the way the society um, treats mental health issues or treats people who are facing mental health issues. Okay. I would like to maybe put a like a light on it and explain further because I know the main apart from that there are lots of other things that um the mental society I'll say or should I say the mental health society are facing like what the association of psychologists or psychiatrists are facing based on how even the Nigerian government addresses mental health or sees it. Mm -hmm. So I would like you to, you know, share with us more about that. Okay. You have to, you have to flow, <laughs> Madam. I'm sitting. You have to flow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for notifying me. I I, I just have this thing with listening. I I'll just go go ahead and be enjoying the voice of the speaker. So. Don't worry, this is not a session. This is not a session. You have to flow, yeah. This <laughs> okay, so uh, first and foremost, as a mental health professional, I dare say I'm quite mm -hmm. emotionally attached to the situation going on 
whenever I think about the stigma surrounding mental health, it, it hurts me a lot because we live in a world where our health is one major stipulation for a happier life. What you know is what you can leverage on. And so many people have caught on where physical health is concerned. So people are conversant with fitness regimes, going for yoga, uh, going to the gym, practicing this and that, taking water early in the morning. You know, people are quite conversant with healthy practices that can keep them in shape body-wise. But when it comes to mental health, you hear this sudden change in yeah. the tone. You know, you hear things like, oh, why do I need a therapist when I have my pastor, when I have my mother? Oh, my husband is my therapist, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. the question is, at what point did mental health become second or third citizen? We are the... <laughs> <laughs> health fields are concerned. You know what I laughed? You said? <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to cut you in there. You know why I laughed? Because yeah. there was no point where mental health was even taken as a citizen. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Like, I think it's in Nigeria, it has never really been treated as something to be considered. <laughs> like, especially when you pointed out that fact of my pastor is my therapist. Like, mm -hmm. people especially with the issue of religion in Nigeria, you, I'm very sure you accept the fact that we're so religious and we see everything as um, God would deal with it. Like, I know God would deal, it, God would deal with it, but there are some people who till now believes that um, their physical health, also God would deal with it. Although we have like maybe just like 0.1% right now in Nigeria. But, but right now in Nigeria, we have like 99% who have that God would deal with it also mm -hmm. when it comes to mental health. Like now, people, even though they know that, okay, they can pray to God and all that, when they have headache <laughs> or when they are vomiting and stooling, mm -hmm. you understand that they need to yeah. go to the hospital to see the doctor. Exactly. But when they are having all these emotional, social, or psychological imbalances, like you call them, they feel like, ah, all of us have a fallout, God will deal with it. Like, mm -hmm. That's when you bring it back to the religious. So I think it's the understanding that, the understanding of how important it is to see a therapist that you lack. Because exactly. they don't even see it as important to see a therapist. Exactly. I think, I think it was until two years back that, I think I saw a post, and that was when it says, you need Jesus. Because, okay, I'm a Christian, and it's like, you need Jesus, you, you also need a therapist. Hmm. And it's it's kind of like, that was the period, it, the thing kind of like, it's me deeply, like, well, I truly, like, you need a therapist. Not because of, maybe, <clears throat> I wasn't doing well mentally, but because of, uh, I've had my own fallout, I've had my own mental traumas, Things that I'm dealing with personally, do you get? Yeah. That I have always dealt with personally and, you know, prayed about and all that. And I felt like, why don't I actually go and see a therapist? Like, if I'm ill, if I'm, if I'm not doing well, I go for a checkup, medical checkup. So let me go for a mental checkup. 
do you get? Mm-hmm. And that was how I said, and I saw the need to actually engage with a mental therapist. Mm-hmm. Although it was quite pricey, but it was what it. So I feel like until people understand that issue, that ah, you whatever the religious or whatever the reason you may put, like how you said that my husband is my therapist, like hey, husband that also has his own <laughs> wala, carrying <laughs> <laughs> your own mental wala joint. So I feel like yeah, we we can actually dispel the stereotypes, and I'm happy you're doing that. Sorry, I've talked too much. <laughs> That's how mm-hmm. I used to. it's fine please you are making lots and lots of sense so Mm -hmm. that challenge that we've just been able Mm -hmm. to highlight together is one of Mm -hmm. the major reasons why the mental health field is going through so much social stigmatization right so Mm -hmm. in as much as we are having a a better information system where mental health is concerned and that's due to social media everybody is seeing what's happening or obtainable in other parts of the world mm-hmm. so gradually mm-hmm. the influx of um, response welcoming response towards mental health is becoming uh, noticeable but we are such a long way from normal the point I was trying to establish is the fact that we do not need to even be surprised that the society is not buying into the subject of mental health because even the stance, the posture of the government where mental health is concerned is not encouraging at all. I was privileged to attend a, a summit for therapists in Nigeria, just a few therapists coming together to share their experiences in the field. And the mental health bill was discussed, you know, it was something that we had to talk about because it's a very pressing issue for us. Like seeing how you are working in a field that the government doesn't even recognize, the government doesn't even feel that it should be um, seen as a big deal. Do you understand? So that in itself can be very demoralizing. So Nigeria's mental health legislation, for example, was, it used to be called lunacy ordinance. Mm-hmm. You can imagine lunacy ordinance. That was in 1916. And of course, we understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lunacy means madness, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So you can see that we've come a long way. Like, okay, so this guy's actually assumed that anyone and everyone with a mental health issue, mm-hmm. the lunatic, and then in mm-hmm. 1958, they tried to reinvent the word and called it Lunacy Act of 1958. Mm-hmm. And, and since that time, Bola, these laws have mm-hmm. never been amended. So you can actually go check out the Lunacy Act of 1958. And that's what we are operating under in 2021. So... You can imagine how outdated that legislation is. And so it was only normal that a mental health bill should be passed. And in 2003, they tried to do that at the National Assembly. There was no support, no progress for six years. So it has been withdrawn in 2009. You can imagine. (laughs) So again, in 2013, the same bill was passed. You know, so it looks like there really is no iota of empathy towards wanting mm. to understand the, the the need 
of mental health support where Nigeria is concerned as a country and as individuals, as units in the society. So it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that many Nigerians are actually assessing mental health help by virtue of their exposure on social media or to social media. So people see what's obtainable from other countries or in other countries. They see how people in other countries talk about mental health from a progressive point of view. And then suddenly they want to be included in this new wave of um, health. You know, they want to also be a part of that. Okay, I can get help. Okay, maybe I'm bipolar after I after all, or maybe I have inter intermittent explosive disorder. Maybe my anger isn't just anger issues, or maybe I'm depressed. You know, maybe maybe mm. something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe this is paranoia, and PPD is a big deal. People go through PPD a lot. Paranoia personality disorder. So. Maybe this is just not me having um, spiritual fears. Like I just, it's not like I'm just scared of everything. Maybe it's a mental mm -hmm. health challenge. And little mm -hmm. by little, people began to step forward and ask for help on their own. But even this has its um, limitations because mm -hmm. there is no structure, no governing body, nobody to check whether you are talking to a quack or not. You know, so many things mm -hmm. that need to be done that aren't yet done. Yeah. So the stigmatization is second to none. It's it's appalling to see. But one thing I do is I keep my my stance optimistic because you can imagine that in as much as it's a greenfield, I have sessions on a regular every day, like literally every day I have sessions. I consult for organizations. So the country itself might have picked up as a governing body yet but we have individuals who are beginning to see the importance and it's lovely to see so i want to, I want to end it on, on that happy note <laughs> <laughs> but for me i want to bring out all the <laughs> terrible parts so as much as we bring out the good parts let's talk about the problems too i love how you talked about the problems because there's something that is good it's there's improvement but if we look at it like how I discussed with you before, <clears throat> yeah. there's there's a um, there's a large amount of people who are suffering from mental health issues in Nigeria. Yeah, over let's say over fifty million. Over fifty million people is a lot. So if we look at how many how many how many facilities do we even have to attend to all these people? <laughs> we have like only. It's neuropsychiatric hospitals in the whole of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Like we have, um, if I am to count the number of psychiatrists we have in the whole of Nigeria, they are not up to 500. Mm -hmm. The psychologists, maybe they are not up to 1,000. Mm -hmm. You get. So even if we are to look at um, if, the, if the outlook to mental health care improves, how do we attend to all these people? But of course, we wanted to improve, but there's still a problem of, do you get what I mean? I do. There's still a problem of we not being equipped enough to tackle the problem. Mm. Okay, so regarding yeah. being equipped, yeah, I, I get you. You see, a lot thrives on awareness, Bola. A lot. Mm -hmm. Now, for you to be a doctor, a medical doctor, I'm sure you mm -hmm. might be conversant with the um, 
deference that comes with it. Is it deference? Am I using the right word? Yeah, people just defer to you. There is this respect that you have yeah. because you 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 are you are perceived to being um, as being in, a, in an altruistic field where you help people for a living and because people know the impact of what you're doing in society the respect mm -hmm. is something that they are able to do involuntarily do you understand so mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. when you bring this back to mental health the reason why many mm -hmm. people are not yet motivated to go to school mm -hmm. and focus on becoming a mental health professional is because mm -hmm. for now the noise mm. surrounding mental health is not even healthy. It's not positive. You don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to be called a shrink. You understand? Mm. So I, I've been to corporate mm. gatherings where mm. I say, oh, I'm a psychotherapist. And someone says, oh, you're a shrink. You know, so there's just this, shrink? yeah, wow. there's just this subconscious mentality that comes with wanting to <laughs> trivialize anything that has to do with mental health. So mental you health. find yourself at the, yeah, you find yourself at, at the butt of jokes. People write really crass remarks about therapy online. You see unhelpful movies about therapy. I saw one title recently, The Therapist, and I can bet with you that it's going to be about how a therapist slept with the client. You know, so many unhealthy really? narratives. Yeah, I've seen such movies a lot. You know, so many unhealthy mm -hmm. narratives about, about, about mm -hmm. the mental health field. So you as a parent, with your own informed mm -hmm. social construct, you don't know anything about it, about it. And your daughter wakes up one morning and says, okay, I want to do uh, psychology. You know, it has a way it can just demoralize you. Like, will I sponsor you to go and be a psychologist? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard everything you said. Will I sponsor you to go and be a psychotherapist? I understand. Like, I've even faced it in my own family. So I, I know how deep these matters can be. Um, that means we have a lot of job also in narrating the kind of narrative that we give, like storytellers, as I'm doing here in podcast, podcasting this, I think we we have that responsibility, with whatever field we may be in, whatever um, tool we may use, is it our Facebook, is it um, our photography, is it movie making, whatever part you may be in, like I'm talking to the audience right now, like as you listen, Please take take out the things that are, that are needed to be done and look at how can I help to change this narrative because I believe we're all storytellers and the story we tell now can actually determine the history we make and it's time to actually change things because mm -hmm. especially with this pandemic that just occurred <laughs> or that, is, that, that just occurred. Can you imagine me? I'm already putting it be, behind us. By God's grace, it's really behind us. And, but that, that occurred like from 2019 and it's almost 2021. And we need to understand that things will change. Like people's view about life will change. People's need for mental care would even be more increased. Like how you said that you're seeing more patients, more, I, I, I'm used to calling everyone I see patients. So, <laughs> so I'll still call them clients or patients. Like you're seeing more people now. And you should see the st stigma around mental health has even made it seem like for me to call them patients is like wrong. And actually, I, of course they're attending to clients, patients. Do you understand? <laughs> Yes, so, you see how I'm being careful even in my use of words. So, so you attending to more um, 
clients now shows that there's a great need, like even during this period of pandemic, because like a lot of people are bottling emotions. They are being isolated away from um, people that they care about and love. There's, there's less um, availability to mingle and, you know, and socialize with other people. So the depression is coming out more, like um, anxiety is coming out more for some, some people. Like the disorders are being more, um, how do I explain? More noticeable, or should I say more? Um, <laughs> Bola. More to the bangba, more okay. to the ass. More to the bangba. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's getting more pronounced. That's the word, though. Ha! Now, why? You boy is something else. Can you see as I was doing more, 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 more? <laughs> so it's getting more pronounced for some people. And and that's why we were saying the cases of suicide actually increasing. You know, people will say hmm. for in Nigeria, like it can never be in Nigeria, Nigeria themselves. We cannot kill ourselves. Like this, we always showcase this um, ever strong kind of like emotional strength that we don't really have. Like being an African means that you cannot cry, you cannot, you know, nothing shake you, like nothing moves you. And all these stereotypes are, has actually made some people bottle in their emotions. <laughs> Apart from the stigma that is related to mental care, having mental health. There's also that there's also that stigma that if you say you're not well like mentally, people say you are weak, people say, you know, they make it seem as though those people mm -hmm. are um are not being realistic. Yeah. They're not being spiritual enough to get <laughs> that and that and that makes it hard for people to actually voice out. So there's no need if you're listening here and you have been bottling in things that are not necessary, things that um things that you've been keeping in because if you feel like what would people say if you tell them you are going through this or if you know that you're going through this, seek for the help of a professional therapist. Like we have them, there's there's this um there's this app where I met my own therapist. Uh, I forgot the name of the app. I'm really a bad person. <laughs> There's also they do the Ajayi, she sees people. There's Acido Foundation, Mentally Aware Nigeria Initiative. And there are some other um what's it called? Mental health organizations that are out there that you can even call like their lines. I love the fact that people are doing more to reach out to people. You know, there are numbers that someone can call if you're suicidal or if you're depressed and and this is helping like social media is doing a great job in awareness and i feel like we have a job i would like you to also talk about the lucrativeness of of of, of the of the job <laughs> i am pointing it out but I, I feel like people do not understand that you know nigerian parents are more concerned about job security in nigeria where the economy feels where lots of things are occurring they want their children to study something that would guarantee them job, that would guarantee them a, a safe and secure employment. You understand? Where they will earn 
quite quite much mm-hmm. and many parents do not see the need for apart from the fact that it is necessary because we have lots of people who need that help do you understand there are also people the parents also do not understand that um it's not something that the child will finish from school and not have a job like I can remember speaking to a parent concerning it when she said that, well, why will they go and study psychology or psychiatry? Like, what will he like, what will he be doing after he's finished? And I'm like, what will he be doing as of now? She's like, where will he work? So I think some people do not even know <laughs> um, the areas or the field of expertise like for psychologists or for um I know the government has not been funding well. I know um, the mental bill has not been passed. I know there are lots of loopholes concerning the facilities, but I think you should also um, point out the the change with the fact that you don't really have to go and see a mental therapist in an office. Like you can you can meet a therapist online. You're very correct. We, 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 we are in a situation right now where the influx of people who even need therapy are beginning to overwhelm the number of therapists we have. And that's just, that's, mm-hmm. and we have not yet scratched the surface. It blew up during the, at the height of the pandemic last year. Personally, I had to mm-hmm. turn down some clients because I was getting referrals from Twitter. I was getting referrals from clients who were satisfied and were referring their social circles. And while all of that was good and nice, to avoid burnout myself, I had to just, you know, regulate the number of sessions I was doing myself. So the point is, it is a very lucrative fit. I tell people that there is no competition, at least not anytime soon, where mental health where the mental health food is concerned because there are so many specializations where your uh your 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 knowledge or your value would be required people ask me for example like okay do you have any therapist who is into substance abuse or addictions and i don't know anyone yet because it's a very um, specialized field and you know in a country like nigeria specializing in certain things like that isn't yet commonplace Mm -hmm. but we actually do have people who need Mm -hmm. such specialized uh, therapists we have therapists that can attend to teenagers children child psychology Mm -hmm. children Mm -hmm. who have gone through sexual trauma Mm -hmm. how do you address such issues if you're Mm -hmm. not equipped we have marital on the on the marital front we have um, uh, marriage therapists you know marriage counselors people Mm -hmm. who are lmft professionals abroad they are different from mainstream therapists Mm -hmm. so there are so many terminologies that Mm -hmm. describes therapists according to their specializations so I'm an EFT practitioner, emotionally focused, emotions focused therapist. And, you know, all of these things shows that there really is no room for um, you being uh, swept to one side if you're a therapist, because there will be something to do. You're, you are needed 
like you've been needed since yesterday. So the field is green, the money is there. But while I would like us to talk about the money, it would be very unfair to emphasize the money mm -hmm. at the expense of the hearts. Mental health is a very, um, sure. it's a very delicate job. And your clients, they can see mm -hmm. through you. They know when you are not mm -hmm. attending to them because an interesting, an interested person is an interesting person. If you're not interested, they can pick the scent. Mm -hmm. So when you have a very mm -hmm. um, brisk nature with your clients, you are eager to get things done. You want to quickly move to the monetary aspect of things. You are more administrative than empathetic. You would never get clients because they don't want to be treated the same cold-blooded way every other person is treating them. That's why they came to your corner in the first place. So I'm always advising mm -hmm. that if you want to make money and that's why you want to be a therapist, you should think again. Maybe you should get a side hustle. Not because you won't make your money from therapy, but because that should not be the first reason why you exactly. It's going to, it's going to impinge mm -hmm. your productivity as a therapist. It's just honest truth from experience. So that's it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like I agree based on the last point you made on whatever I whatever profession I I believe that has to do with humanity. Um, it, I I think it's not right to make money the focus. Um, just based on the mindset. Like I love the fact that you really explained deeply the certain different areas. Um of expertise like as a psychologist or psychotherapist and i really enjoyed that but i was just pointing out on the need for people to also know that it's not something like you finish from university and there's no room for you to practice or there's no way you can secure a job like if you're really willing and you're passionate about mental health people will find you <laughs> that's just the truth just like you have referrals you have um clients that are willing to talk to you. Um, there's a certain, um, my therapist, I always talk about my therapist a lot because I really um, enjoy the service and I was blessed for it. <laughs> so I'm always like, my therapist, once I talk to somebody and they're maybe um, struggling with mental health, I'm like, ah, have you spoken with my therapist? <laughs> I'm just always quick to refer my therapist to them. And I'm very sure the girl that I've gotten tired of me of 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 uh, me referring people to him because within a week I can refer like two people who are willing to actually contact. So uh, it's it's something that just like how you said, there's there's no much competition, and I, I'm saying this because of parents need to know this and they need to stop um, regulating. Like uh, if a child is interested in psychology for example or psychiatry i don't think there's a reason for a parent to begin to think for that child like just because of right now even there may not be job security in that certain area the fact that there is a need for that certain profession should actually make um parents be willing to support mm -hmm. their child yeah like, because you don't even know what tomorrow may bring. And <laughs> if that child would be the savior of that country because of what that person has chosen to sure. study. So um, 
yeah, parents need to be open and people need to be respectful of whatever profession somebody has gone to study. If it's zoology, if it's um, veterinary medicine, if it's um, whatever part of medicine, maybe whatever, if it's lab sciences, whatever it may be, like just because of it's not doctor doesn't mean that it's not needed. Like everybody plays a part um, in the medical field. Everybody has his own role. Mm-hmm. And everybody's needed. Everybody's needed. And I know we Nigerians will have this mindset that if someone is not a doctor, you don't care what that person is as far as they're not mm-hmm. a doctor. And it shouldn't be that way. A psychotherapist shouldn't say, uh, yeah, I'm a psychotherapist and you're saying shrink. Like if you used to say that, shrink down your mouth and keep quiet. <laughs> okay. That was mean. But anyways, <laughs> what was mean is also calling someone a shrink. And we need to actually watch our words. Um, like how, how I always say mental health, like you don't even know who's going through a lot, who's going through, like everybody has a story, everybody has their own problems. And we should try and um, lighten people's burdens and not add to their burdens. So I, I believe we've learned a lot from this session, like, I'm really so happy to have the doing here. So we all learn about the things that are needed um, consigning. Like we have a lot of um, lapses in the mental health um, awareness in Nigeria. And the aim is to make mental health as beautiful in our minds <laughs> as physical health is, as, um, less, as less stigmatized as we can. Like... People with mental health issues should be treated with much dignity as you would treat somebody who is going through cancer or dealing with cancer. So we need to do better. We need to um, also pay attention to people who, if someone tells you that they have a mental health issues I, issue and you don't know what to do, it's better you direct them to a therapist or you seek advice from a professional person like a mental health professional don't ignore or sideline what they say um to you it's not until when the person is on top of third mainland bridge before you say ah and he said it's like i'm just giving an example like even the most happiest jolly fellow beside you could be going through a lot and maybe had the at the brink of of giving it all up so let's pay attention. Yeah, so our mental health, let's pay attention to people That's around it. us and may God help Amen. us <laughs> as we help one. Amen. Yeah, thank you so much, doing. I really hope to collaborate more and more with you concerning this mental health because like how you said that it's something that is a personal thing for you. It's also a personal thing for me. Like I really, I really would love uh a sane environment because we're getting to that point that being insane in Nigeria is even becoming normal. Like <laughs> <laughs> being insane, especially in Lagos, is the norm. Like I, I was living in Ilori. Let me just gist you before we round up. Eh? I was living in Ilori for I think a year and a half, and I was saying I was like I was saying like I was understanding normal. <laughs> Only for me to move back to Lagos. And the first week, 
I already had a fight with conductor. I said, I will show you Pepe. You are mad, right? I'm mad. You know, for me to be telling the conductor, you think you are mad? I am mad. Like, I will show you that I'm mad. <laughs> so, everybody is mad in, in Lagos, especially. Exactly. Like, it's more like, you have a PhD in madness and you try, you try actually to show that you're mad because if you don't show that you're mad then <laughs> is it that they <laughs> is it that they treat your fuck up or, or they just they just you know treat you anyhow so because <laughs> it's really a mental health burden like simply <laughs> it's something that even without um any need for like any any emotional disbalance or whatever let's not lie we have an emotional disbalance in Lagos. anyway we, we need to actually go for mental checkups <laughs> if you live in lagos we live in protocol if you live in any good okay any good can be calm but you know where you live in that you need mental health checkup do not be shy just go for mental health checkup like my dear therapist I just want to see your face. Nice. <laughs> I just want to see. Yeah, sincerely, we need to get to that point. You know, p- people actually come to the hospital, to the clinics for physical checkup, right? Mm-hmm. No, they have no complaint. They have, they're doing very well. And in, in, in their mind, they're doing very well until when they go for this physical checkup. And then they find out something that was, you know, that if they had not find out, found out at the nick of time, at that point, they may have lost their life and be, four months down. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? But they were able to save themselves from the the danger that was looming because of what they came for they came for med physical uh, checkup. So they they will see those incidental found findings and all those kind of things, which will help them to live a longer life. Same as mental health checkup. Really I think people should advocate more for mental health checkup. Like you're fine, yeah, you're doing well. Like still go for mental health checkup. Mm-hmm. You get like it shouldn't be something that it's a sadistic thing. Like I'm seeing the therapy, so you're all moody and sad and like ha. You get, but it's me that time when I was going for this, I was having some mental health sessions with my therapist. I used to look forward to it sincerely. I don't know, it's so cool to chat with therapists because they are listening to you like, and then they will now ask you some little questions, and then you now start talking, 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 and you're pouring out all of that. You know, it's really good to to pour out out your emotions and you know explain some things that maybe you would have not explained to even yourself <laughs> or even to other people yeah like those those truths that you were denying before and you now saying it with your mother and you're like wait well like, i just said that mm-hmm. you get so it's really it really helps us um to be more balanced and you know it's a balance it's with a balanced mind that we can actually make balanced decisions and you know do do things that are great in life. So, yeah, I'm advocating for mental health um, care. So, my dear, they doing here also has helped us a lot. And I pray everybody won't be be done about that mental health bill. If there's any help that is needed, I can help with whatever I can help with. Sincerely, maybe raise more awareness in the hospital where I work about mental health bill. And make it, you know, like something of a important, like her, something important to talk about, even amongst health workers. Mm-hmm. You get like, so if it's not just only um, psychiatrists that are talking about their psychotherapists, and everyone is demanding for it. Also, I think 
that would also bring it's a change. Because attempting suicide should not be a crime. And that's a crime in Nigeria, mm -hmm. you know, right? Sure. For those ones who attempt suicide, they can't, they're liable to <laughs> be imprisoned. Like, I'm like, what kind of... Like, I'm, I'm about to say, mess, what kind of messed up nation is that when our policies even strangulate or should I... It's 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 it kills even people who are already facing mental health exactly. dilemma. Like it makes them even more 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 in depression. Because mm -hmm. I'm not saying go ahead and kill yourself, but what if that person almost killed themselves because they had suicidal thoughts and you know, person of course is already having issues with their mind, and then you now say, oh okay, the person did not die. Okay, now you didn't kill yourself. But yeah, now face the court, face this one, face that one. Like, like won't that even cause more issues? So I pray, I pray we get to that point where we look to our policies and and reenact them and change them and make things better. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me, Dedoin. I'm really so happy to have you. Very as usual. <laughs> I'm 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 disturbing your beautiful sleep. Most of my guests always come in the midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate. That's why you see me. I'm saying thank you. I'm th I'm thanking you because it's not easy to you know sacrifice your sleep. See, we are sacrificing our sleep to tell you that mental health is necessary, and we should um start thinking of it with a smile. That's the first point. So God bless you all. Take care, be doing. I hope we'll have another session, maybe on depression or something. You can dig deeper for us. Thank you for honoring You're this. Welcome. Thank you God so bless. much for having me. <laughs> so that was it. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, you know, you can um, share this with other people. <laughs> Please. How can you help to make this mental health awareness better? It's not by listening to it, smiling and, you know, listening alone. Share with other people. Let people listen to this. And, you know, that's a way to actually um, spread the message. So please share with your people. Share with your friends. And also you can favorite the podcast or you can um, follow me, subscribe. To my blog. God bless you. Love you. Teach me how to love you. Show me how to trust you. More than with my words or with a song. No, it's not been easy. Live life down on my knees But with faith I know I'll carry on There's more to see than with my eyes But fear sometimes can leave me
fight would last so long In seasons of depression I plead for your protection Make me right, I'm tired of being wrong Fight I'm in is not a flesh and blood